Welcome back to the 411 Podcasting Network. I am Larry Zonka, and this is episode 3 of the 411 on Wrestling Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and YouTube. Make sure to subscribe and follow along, and leave us a 5-star review if you have the chance. We would greatly appreciate it, and it'll just help the shows grow. So, real quick, apologies if there were some audio difficulties on the last episode. Um, I tried to clean things up in post-production. It didn't go as well as I hoped. So, again, I'm working through some of the, uh, the new technology stuff here, as I was extremely used to doing things on um, blog talk because it did everything for me for the most part. So, um, again, I apologize if you guys had difficulty hearing me last time. I will do my best to make sure that does not happen again. I am uh, planning to also record Sunday night, and I will have a special guest joining me if all goes well. So it should be a good time. Today, I'm probably not going to go very long. just want to talk about a couple things. Um, There's there's a lot going on, as always. It's WrestleMania season. Jeff Jarrett, uh, according to new reports from The Observer, uh, this dude remains one of the smartest men in wrestling. I I have no clue how it happens. You know, he does the TNA thing, things all go sideways. He starts Global Force, it goes nowhere. He almost gets Anthem to buy it, then everything goes weird with that. He's suing Anthem now. He gets into the WWE Hall of Fame, and now he's going to be a main player in creative. Um, apparently, he's going to be pretty high up, and word is that uh, Jared is one of those dudes who has a lot of charm, can bring people uh, close to him and make them feel like they are his friend. And, um, yeah, ain't he great? You know, Jeff Jarrett does it again. It's uh, it's kind of amazing when you think about it. The guy just, um, I don't know. He could fall into a bucket of shit and come out smelling like a rose. So, if you've ever recorded podcasts or anything like this, I am sure you have all lived through this pain. This is the time and point where I discovered I lost 90% of what I recorded. And to be quite honest with you, I am absolutely devastated about it, Um, not only because it's gone, but the fact is I thought I had some really good audio, and now I have to try and recreate that. So, we're going to go ahead and try that again. So, we talked about Jeff Jarrett. Let's talk about Jim Cornette and MLW. Jim Cornette and MLW uh, so far has been great. I know not everybody agrees with Jim Cornette's opinions, and I used to be a really big Jim Cornette supporter, but even I'm not as big on his opinion these days. But as a talent and as a behind-the-scenes guy, I still think Cornette has a ton to offer. He has been really good on color commentary in MLW. I've really enjoyed his work with Rich Bocchini, and Most importantly, he is putting the product over big time. Uh, He seems focused. He seems passionate. 
And um, it's actually nice because, you know, for as grumpy as Jim Cornette sounds a lot of the time, you know the guy still loves wrestling. And the fact is, he sounds re-energized. He sounds happy. He sounds like he's having a great time. And I think that's great to hear. Because, like me, like I don't like wrestling. I love wrestling. Wrestling is a passion for me. It's a business. It's what makes my living. But the fact is, is when you invest so much time into it, you don't want to hate it. You know, people are always like, oh, well, you should write a more negative reviews and be harsher. And, you know, in theory I could, but uh, that's cheap heat shit, man. Because if you just write negative shit, yeah, you're going to get a lot of hits because a lot of people find that shit entertaining. But that's not what reviewing a show is about. You know, I'm trying to give a my fair thoughts on it and everything. And um, sometimes people agree, sometimes people disagree. But uh, yeah, Cornette has been extremely enjoyable in MLW. I've liked his work. I think it's really, really good. And it's pretty much like the exact opposite of Larry Zbysko in WCW. Because in WCW, Larry Zbysko would kind of bury the luchadors because he didn't like them. And he would always be like, oh, they're not going to walk when they're 50 or 60. When most times a lot of luchadors work well under their 50s. To whereas you have Jim Cornette here who he may not particularly be a big fan of Ace Austin and DJZ doing a seven-minute sprint, you know, kind of a lucha-styled sprint, but he did his best to call it with enthusiasm, to put over their athleticism, and to make sure at the end of the day that the talent got over, which is his job, and unfortunately not everybody knows that um, when they do commentary. So... Moving on, last night was the NXT TV tapings. I am not going to go through all the taping results and spoil those, but I do want to talk about the card for NXT TakeOver New York. And um, obviously there are going to be spoilers from here on out, so if you want to stop listening now, I understand, but I'm just giving you fair warning because this card is so fucking sexy that I have to talk about it now. I'm that excited. I'm not kidding. So um, this could very well be the show of the weekend. It could be an all-time takeover. We've had a lot of excellent and amazing takeovers. But this one on paper with all the talent they have, it looks good. And I am excited. Starting off, UK champion Pete Dunne versus Walter. We, uh... The the big daddy is in NXT UK now. He's very happy because he can uh, hang out at home. He can work at the WXW school and train kids. And he doesn't have to travel a lot. That's what he didn't want to do. Doesn't mind coming to the US for a takeover or a TV taping. But he didn't want to be in NXT proper or the main roster. He wanted to be in the UK division. He's a great addition. PWG, Evolve, WXW, RevPro, um, maybe not RevPro, but Progress for sure. Uh, you can watch a ton of great Walter stuff there. Pete Dunne has been the dominant champion for well over 600 days at this point. He has done a lot to help build the brand. But I think that this is the time when Pete Dunne finally loses the title. 
Um, it wasn't Devlin. It wasn't Joe Coffey. Uh, it wasn't going to be any of those guys. The Big Daddy Falter is the man to beat him. Um, not only because he's great, but because Walter will give you a ton of fresh matches in terms of the NXT UK brand. He can rematch Dunn. He can take on Tyler Bate. He can take on Jordan Devlin, who they've put on some great stuff outside of WWE. There's a lot to do. So um, I would expect a title change here and what will probably be a great match. Next up, we have the North American Championship. Champion the Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. Um, I am a huge fan of both guys. Uh, I know this time last year there was a ton of talk of Velveteen Dream being brought up to the main roster. And I was against that. I, I understood why people thought so. But he wasn't. He had charisma. He had the look. He had all the outside stuff done. But he wasn't quite ready in the ring yet. This extra year in NXT has dramatically helped him because over the last year he has delivered some great matches he's grown as an in-ring performer he's even more confident and he's really really great so Velveteen Dream staying was a really good call and Matt Riddle finally being signed I think is excellent there's all kind of fresh matchups for Riddle on NXT um, again Riddle you know PWG Rev Pro uh, evolve tons of places he does nothing but deliver in big time matches so I am excited for his NXT run I am excited for this match because Dream's been on a roll and um, I think that this is another great match with it being Riddle's first really major takeover match and for the title I would not be surprised if he won here and that can maybe let Velveteen Dream go on and challenge for the NXT championship. So, but I think this will be great. The NXT Tag Team Champions uh, Championship will be on the line as champions the War Raiders face Dusty Classic winners against spoilers, Alistair Black and Ricochet. Alistair Black and Ricochet have been uh, developed into a really, really good team. Uh, they've been working main roster shows. Their Dusty Classic matches were great. And uh, they've really just gelled into a, a tremendously fun team that I have really, really enjoyed watching. I know a lot of people are bummed that they weren't brought up as singles performers. But the thing is, I'm not. Because they've had a great run as a tag team. They're winning matches. They're not getting treated like an afterthought like EC3, for example. And they look great. They just had a banger on pay-per-view with The Revival and Rude and Gable. Again, their Dusty Classic matches were great. And they're about to face off with a completely different team and another great team in the War Raiders. The War Raiders are big lads that do things that big lads really shouldn't do at times. And that's part of what makes them great. But they're a hard-hitting tag team. Uh, they're a great team. And it's extremely rare that they disappoint or that they let you down in a big match. They've been really strong since they've been in NXT. Um, and I see the champions retaining the gold here, and that should allow Black and Ricochet to head to the main roster full-time, closing up their business and tenure in NXT, which has been very strong for both of them. Um, again, I understand people wanting them to get singles runs, and it's going to happen, but right now as a tag team, 
I think they're worth way more as a tag team. And they're starting to get over on the main roster is the thing because, you know, the first night it was kind of like, eh, who are these dudes? And now it's, you know, they're getting reactions. People know who they are. And, um, yeah, they're more valuable as a team right now. So we will move on to the NXT Women's Championship match. This was actually set up last night on NXT, so it's not this one's not a spoiler. Champion Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair versus Io Shirai versus Kyrie Zane. The story last night was Io Shirai faced Bianca Belair in a number one contenders match. Shayna Baszler basically had enough of watching this bullshit. Went to the ring, beat their asses, choked them out. Kyrie came out to make the save. She got choked out. And Shayna stood tall like the badass she's been booked as. And she was all happy and basically said nobody deserved to challenge her for her championship. She was then informed because of her actions that the takeover match would be a four-way. And that's what we're going to get. There is a ton of talent in this match. Kyrie Zane is great. Io Shirai, in my opinion, is even better. Shayna has been booked well. She's stepped up. I think she's been great as champion. She's a badass. She looks legit. And it's just everything she's done has been really good. Bianca Belair is really good right now. And she's only getting better. She's constantly improving. And the thing is, is Belair is completely different from anybody else in the match, which does make her stand out. Because she has that insane power game. She has some different athletic skills than the other girls here. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of potential in this one. Um, the only problem we could run into is sometimes when you do the four-way match, it either becomes too cliche slash predictable with one or two people constantly on the floor. You fall into that pattern. Or it just kind of gets sloppy. And I'm hoping that doesn't happen. You know, Baszler hasn't worked a lot of multi-person matches. Uh, Belair is still very inexperienced. Although, again, she's really great for her experience level and is constantly getting better. But um, I'm just hoping that they are able to, you know, free up the lanes and everybody stays clear and they can work a really good match. But I do think that... With the talent involved, this is another potentially great match on this card. There is nothing skippable on this TakeOver show. At all. It is the definition, as the kids say, stacked. So we go to the main event now, which was supposed to be Johnny Gargano challenging Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT Championship. Unfortunately, Ciampa had the neck injury, had to have surgery, and he's out. So they ran a five-way contenders match at the TV taping. And Johnny Gargano will now face Adam Cole in a two-out-of-three falls match for the vacant NXT championship. Um, Johnny Gargano obviously deserves the spot. It's unfortunate that Ciampa got hurt, but they have been building to this moment for Gargano to main event this weekend and likely win the championship and it's just unfortunate that everything got derailed especially after last night's NXT because I really like the angle they ran and it, you know Johnny Wrestling was back and everything and 
I was excited. And then, you know, obviously, the Chiampa injury is just a giant damper on everything. Extremely unfortunate. And um, I just, I hate that it happened. So I just, again, I hope he fully recovers and that everything will be okay. But the good news is Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole has potential to be an absolutely great banger of a match. You know, a lot of people seem down on Adam Cole being the one to to win and go on the challenge, but I have no idea why. Cole has been nothing but great in NXT. His matches have all delivered or over-delivered. Um, yeah, I don't see the problem with Adam Cole being in this match and winning. Um, I mean, winning to get into this match. I mean, he's over. He's been great. Johnny Gargano is great. Um, it's a pretty fresh matchup. And um, they're making the best out of a horrible situation. Because, I mean, obviously they didn't plan for Ciampa to be hurt. They have invested so much time and effort into that Gargano-Ciampa feud. This was going to be the big payoff. And there's nothing worse than losing that big payoff. So the fact that, you know, we're having to do another match is unfortunate again. And it's extremely unfortunate that Ciampa is hurt. But it's going to be okay. We're going to get a really quality match. And again, I'm excited for it. Um, there's a, I think there's a chance that Adam Cole does win, though. I mean, I think Gargano should win. I think it should be the big feel-good moment. But I also think that with Chiampa Hurt, they may keep Gargano in NXT a while longer. And, um, I mean, him as champion would obviously be a reason to stay. But I also think that Adam Cole winning and then Gargano chasing him for a bit and maybe having to find allies to battle on the speed of the era could also be another thing that works out well. So, again, that is the NXT TakeOver New York card for Mania Weekend. Mania Weekend is stacking up to be huge right now because we have this card, we have the G1 Super card, we have tons of stuff coming up. There's going to be a lot of great wrestling. I'm looking forward to it. And um, so, yeah, I wanted to talk about that card today. I'm excited. So thank you for listening. Again, we're on iTunes, Stitcher. Spotify, Google Play, and YouTube. Subscribe, leave us a positive review, and we would appreciate it. Have a good day. Thank you for joining me, and peace out.